Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CBS Sports Network college football analyst and also sports talk show host on WEEI in Boston. We love him on this show. Christian, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Oh, and I love being on your show. It's just, it wakes me up in the morning. It makes me want to be a better man. Oh, look at that. Yeah, have you seen any better man stuff? <laughs> I have. I've seen a little bit of it. And I am I am extremely intrigued. How uh, Some of the questions on there, you know, some of the things I always wanted to know. I, I heard one question about Viagra. I never heard what Brian's answer was. I mean, I don't know, was that a yes? It was a yes. Yeah, he did use Viagra, yeah. I really think anyone anyone who says they've never tried it is probably lying. Yeah, they're just taking the prescription. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're probably you, they're definitely lying, and you know, uh, inquiring minds want to know. So I was like, well, let's see what this is all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's just it, it's uh it's one of those things where if you take it, you're happy, and then you're like, all right, now what do I do with this? <laughs> oh, I knew what to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't having problems with that. And, and trust me, if it lasts longer than four hours. She better call the doctor, not me. <laughs> hey, let's talk about these college football rankings. Did they come out as you thought they would, and uh, did they get it right? Man, I'll tell you what. I hate the committee. I hate them. <laughs> uh, Why do you hate them? I, I, you know, I just I – just, I don't – here's what it is, Brian. Like, I just don't trust the process. I feel like we're all being shammed. I feel like it's just one big – money grab and it's all about ratings and mm-hmm. and yeah you just have these all these people just deciding all these teams futures when it's really pretty freaking simple right so if you just take the i'm all about conference champions right if you win your conference you continue to play done and done i don't care who it is so and i think eventually they'll get to that with a couple add-ons right so the way it is right now Clemson wins the ACC, they don't, they go in. If they lose, Miami would go in. Auburn uh, wins the SEC against Georgia, they go in. If they lose, well, you know, vice versa. Same with Oklahoma. Um, same with TCU. Sorry, TCU, you're ranked a little lower, but if you beat Oklahoma, you'll get a little bit of extra little something in your in your stocking. Same with Wisconsin and Ohio State. And then you have a couple like, uh, you know, like you have the Alabamas of the world, the Penn States of the world. Um, and that's just the way I think you should do it. Every morning I wake up, you know, Wednesday morning, I look at the rankings. I'm like, how are they manipulating these things now? Are, are they forecasting? Are they setting up certain teams and raking them higher because they know those teams are going to play on Saturday and they want to help out their, you know, their, their, uh, their program partners, their ESPNs of the world? I don't know. It's just. I just feel like I'm being taken to the cleaners every time I see it. So did I, did I hear you correctly that you were like me and you value conference championships? Why have them? Why are we playing them? Right. They're not going to mean anything. They don't mean it. (laughs) Why do I want to play another game as a coach? If I know that even if I win, 
doesn't. So okay, great. So I won the conference game, but it doesn't. That's it. So a team that doesn't even win their conference gets in over me. It, it just, it just to me, it makes absolutely no sense. None. It's just tough though because all conferences aren't created equal, and there's no real way of determining who is better than somebody else. So that's what you're going to get. And I think that the best way to determine what we're going to see is using the template that the committee gave us last year, which to me means that if Auburn ends up winning and then you have Clemson or Miami, they're going to be in Oklahoma ends up winning. You'll have that. And then if Ohio state beats Wisconsin, you're going to have Alabama. And if Wisconsin wins, you're going to end up having Wisconsin because they're going to value that one loss Alabama, especially if Auburn goes and wins that conference championship. That's what basically what they did last year. And I think they'll do it again. Yeah, it's not their job to play God. And, like, I hear the whole the conference <laughs> thing. Every now and then, like, the ACC is up right now. You got two badass teams. The Pac-12, Stanford looks like they're playing really pretty, pretty good football. Oklahoma looks great. So the conference debate, whether, oh, how do you know which conferences are better? If you want to talk about the MAC, you want to talk about the American, all right, we'll have a discussion. Like, you look at the field and you can tell that, you know, the teams in the Pac-12 – physically have bigger and faster players. Now, there can always be a Boise State. There can always be a UCF. And you, you make something where you allow that team to get in. So there can be a Cinderella story. But if you win your conference, if you go undefeated, you should automatically punch your ticket to play in the big dance. Now, I do understand that there's, uh, there's different uh, scenarios where teams that don't win their conference for one reason or another – you know, are going to have their feelings hurt. Well, I'm sorry. You don't always get what you want, Alabama. You don't always get what you want, SEC or ACC. Like, think Ohio State. I'm sorry. Like, that's life. Get used to it. Play better. <laughs> don't lose. And what do you want us to do? Give you, every, give you everything you ask for for Christmas? I feel like I'm dealing with my kids sometimes. Sometimes the answer is no. You're so mean, Paul. Uh, listen, speaking of undefeated, UCF sitting there in the AAC, and they're going to have a rematch with Memphis. We actually have seven rematches, I believe, between uh, in these conference championship games. Uh, UCF, what do you think they should rank? The committee has them right there at 14. I think they should be a little bit higher. Yeah, I do. I feel like I feel like I mean I know there's a disrespect that goes for UCF, and I totally get it. Like if, if like if Stanford play UCF or Washington or any or Southern Cal, any of the teams in front of them, do I think UCF would have a chance? Sure, one 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 time game, uh, you know that type of deal, bowl game type type of issue, sure. But I do think going undefeated is extremely difficult. The ability to keep your team focused week in and week out, not allowing them to settle, not allowing them to just take a break, even when they know they're better than a team. Like, I think there's value there. Uh, like, Stanford didn't do it. Stanford went down to San Diego State and lost to San Diego State. Now, they're a better team, but it's, I still feel like you, there's value there. So, yes, like, if you have two losses, I really feel like an undefeated team in a respectable conference that you can tell has some good teams, some good coaching, and some good players, yeah, they should, they should get the advantage. They've earned it. And that's why the committee kind of drives me crazy. It's like you could reward them for going through the entire season without losing. Gio and Jones, a Christian Fourier across the country on CBS Sports Radio. He with CBS Sports Network as a college football analyst and WEEI 
in Boston, uh, the debate about going to the eight teams always comes up this time of year. I kind of like the fact, though, that we're splitting hairs with the elite of the elite. Now, I wouldn't be that upset if it ends up going to eight teams because I really do think you'd have a great playoff at that point and, and teams that were on the outside looking in now have a chance to win a championship. It wouldn't be that much of a, a disappointment to me, but it, it would make it easier to determine the teams, and I'm not sure if I want that because this is a heck of a lot of fun trying to decide who is the best of the best when it's only four. What do you think? Well, is, is, is the NFL playoffs fun? Is that fun? Um, like, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes when you have those wild card games that are just brutal when you got a seven and nine team that's playing a division winner at nine and seven because of the parity. But yeah, when you get to divisional weekend and championship weekend, of course it is. Yeah, I just you know what, I, I think eventually it's going to get. If it was me, I would start all over again. I would I would scrape the entire process. I would I would allow everyone. I would get with, with all my TV partners. I would realign correctly. I would set up set it up the way where you can get a, a a true champion at the end based on conference play with a couple like extra uh, extra teams at the end, um, and that's what I would do because I like when this all started there was all this realignment with the Big East and Big Twelve and the Big Eight and sort of the Big Twelve and all these teams kind of splintered out of fear and it really kind of screwed up just the whole geographical makeup of college football in my opinion so. I would realign everybody. I would realign the divisions. I would have my still have my, my power five schools, and then I'd have my group of five schools. And I would set it up where it's, it's obvious how you can get in, uh, what you need to do. If you stub your toe, because all these teams stub their toes, if you do, is there a way for you to get back in? I would, I would just start all over again. I, you know, and, but I, I, like, I, I hear you with the debate. But as a former athlete and a football player in college, like I kind of want to know what I have to do to get to that level. Like, what do I have to do? In my day, it was if you go undefeated, you pretty much got a good shot at being in the national championship game. Just if you were undefeated, you know. It, it, you know, I mean. But now, it just seems a little convoluted and a little confusing to me. And I just want a, a clearer picture. Speaking of convoluted and despicable. What did you make of what transpired with Tennessee over the weekend? Man, I don't even know. I don't even know if you have enough time for me to get into this, Brian. <laughs> it, I, I, I hate. Hey, you're doing this on purpose. I get it. <laughs> I hate the pitchfork and torch mob mentality. Like yeah. I hate it. I hate Twitter vigilantes. I hate uh, you know the basement troll that just realizes that there's something trending and jumps on board without having any knowledge of it whatsoever. So I was doing the Patriots uh, post-game show over the weekend, and somebody, Mike Reese, uh, asked uh, Bill Belichick, say, hey, what do you think about Greg Schiano um, getting the job at, uh, at Tennessee? Well, he went on with this long tirade about how, what a great person he is, uh, um, you know, great coaching, everything about it, how he turned around Rutgers, the players that come out of Rutgers. Bill Belichick has at one point had like six guys from, from Rutgers what, of, of, that Greg Shano had coached. Well, fast forward to Monday, uh, he's asked the question again in lieu of what had just happened with John Curry firing him or actually not hiring him. And he went into a, whole, a longer tirade about his character, about this, about, about everything. I just, I mean, you can say what you want if you're nervous about his, his, his past at Penn State. There's, there's a debate there about what he knew, what he didn't know. But I don't like the fact that just because the Tennessee fans 
feel like they didn't like him. They acted like a petulant child, mm-hmm. had a tantrum on the floor, and forced the issue. Like, I'm all about fans having a voice, but not when it comes to deciding who I hire if I'm an athletic director as coach. That's my short version of it, but it just kind of made me sick. You brought up the Patriots. You do some work for them, as you mentioned on the postgame show. Are the Steelers good enough to finally beat the Patriots in the playoffs this year, or will it be the same old story if they meet? I tell you what, it's funny because uh, all we talk about is, okay, the AFC East is pretty weak. We're not worried about Buffalo or any of these other teams. It's Pittsburgh Steelers. And when I watch their team go offensively, they have a lot of firepower. But they struggle against, you know, Indianapolis. They barely won the other night against Green Bay. Um, but they always seem to kind of turn it around and fix it. Like, when it's when they need those plays, they get them. And I think there's value there. Some people say, oh, well, that's a detriment. I say, no, that's an asset. They know how to turn, flip that switch and, and get it into fifth gear and turn it around. But ultimately, it's like, I just don't feel they would be able to stop Brady. Like, I know their defense is better. The big question was it would be if it comes into a scoring uh, contest, then can the Patriots stop the Steelers? I think that's where it comes down to. And they have the secondary to do it. They have the secondary to slow down Bryant, Antonio Brown. And every time they play Antonio Brown, he'll have nine catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. But it doesn't really it doesn't matter. He has a great game, but nobody else does anything. Mm-hmm. Like Le'Veon Bell doesn't do anything. They stop him. All the other receivers are tied in. They don't do anything, but they'll allow Antonio Brown to get his touches. <clears throat> they just make sure it's not for, like, big impact plays, right? He'll get these big catches, but it won't, ma- it won't mean anything. So, I, ultimately, I think they'll end up beating them, but that, that is the one team that everybody here in New England is worried about. Christian, we appreciate the time, as always. You're really in the family now as we are all intercom, which is a cool thing. So, yeah. uh, so well, so welcome. And I'm sure we'll talk so to I you guess, soon. I gotta wait. So I guess the band is breaking up, right? So I'll never talk to you guys again, right? So I guess I got to say goodbye to both of you guys. Um, Probably, unless Mike has plans to have you on again. Do you have plans to have him on again, Mike? What do you think? I don't know. Who's Mike? The producer. <laughs> Man, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, oh, sure. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> well, say your goodbyes All right, now, and uh, maybe we'll talk, talk to you later. later. All right. Thanks, dog. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.